0: From the nearest comic book to the farthest cinematic universe. Journey
1: into the past, present, and future of your fandom. This is Meanwhile This is Meanwhile This is Meanwhile 22 pages later. With your hosts, The Cap, MFG, and Ralph The Tech.
0: Please stand by. Stand by.
1: Alright, so let me ask you a question. If you all listen to the podcast but you didn't have an opportunity to listen to us speak. And you had us all three lined up in front of you in person. How could you tell us apart? Really curious how that would work out. Welcome to another edition of Meanwhile, 22 pages later, episode 214. I'm one of your hosts, The Cap. And with me, as always, is the man who is comfortable with you. I'm telling your wife that she gained weight. <laughs> he is Mike, also known as MFG.
2: Uh, they could easily tell us apart. My. Beauty, wit, intelligence, and youth would shine through. <laughs> you sure and my modesty there? would hit them over the head.
1: <laughs> I was waiting for you to say, you know, you said it'll shine through. I was about to say, is that the glare of your forehead? But go ahead.
2: It's the beauty off my teeth.
1: Right.
2: <laughs> Anyhow, here's something for a horribly described film Easiest Pie. Right. <laughs> Here you go. The first time a boy gets his hand around his wood, the magic happens.
1: Got it. Okay. The first time. Okay. Well, I guess when will we get a chance to hear the answer, you will hear that after the quick news. All right. And I'll probably get it wrong. And our other illustrious host is not only the man who always gets Mike's, um, Mike's movies correct, but he's also the man that is comfortable for telling your wife that she needs to gain weight as he keeps losing it. He is RT squared Ralph Latech. I would never tell a woman to gain or lose weight.
0: They're perfect just the way they are. Wow. Yeah, that <laughs> was soft like sophomore bullshit. Never <laughs> been married and I know exactly what to say. So the other I'm day to kiss well, man. the other day while I was in the throes of a fever dream in which I was ruler of the world, but these aliens kept attacking and I had to take my spaceship out and destroy them one by one. It was massive carnage and pieces of flying everywhere. And just as I was about to deliver the final throw to the final ship, a thought occurred to me. Sex shops would sell a lot more products if they had self-checkout.
1: <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if you had a lot of honesty, but okay. <laughs> right? Think about that uh, But like most people don't go in there because they're like, I don't want people to know what I'm buying. But if they had self-checkout.
1: Oh, (laughs)
2: self-checkout i mean they're already you know pushing products for self-service so
1: right (laughs) and it's funny how ralph talks about sex shops meanwhile the beginning of his um analogy talking about he whipped out a spaceship i'm like is that a euphemism but okay (laughs)
0: yes it's a euphemism for spaceship
1: it was a fever dream cap come on it doesn't have to make (laughs) sense (laughs) Okay. All right. Sure. (laughs) I guess your spaceship is not that impressive. Okay. So (laughs) on today's show, we'll be discussing a series of cartoons that's connected to an adult superhero franchise. That's pretty popular. But is it worth the watch? So on this episode, we will be discussing the Amazon video exclusive, The Boys Diabolical. But first, MFG is really impatient. He hates my long intros. All he wants to do is spread geek news like a 12-year-old gossipy teen. So make way for Mike and his blasted quick news.
0: And now, the quick news brought to you by MFG and Ralph and Kat. And that quick news intro was brought to you by Seasonal Depression Disorder.
2: I don't think it was always in the season. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Encouraged by successful Sonic the Hedgehog films, Sega is bringing another title to the big screen. Oh, a, fi- yeah, a film adaptation wait, of wait. Streets of Rage. Damn it. I was going to guess is, that. Yeah, is in the works by John Wick writer Derek Kolstad. The Genesis home console side scroller was introduced in 1991. The game's story followed police officer vigilantes trying to take down an influential crime syndicate in an unnamed American city. The most recent version of the game Streets of Rage 4 was released in April 2020, which was 26 years after the third entry in the game's franchise. There is no prospective release date given. All I
1: gotta say is that, number one, Mr. Koopa, if you're listening, yes, you will be on that podcast. It's one of Mr. Koopa's favorite games. He has like five different consoles, and he has Streets of Rage on all those different consoles. I've
2: never heard him mention it once. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That, I,
1: I dare Maybe you. He just a, Mike, don't even, don't even say anything. Just put Streets of Rage and watch what Ivan says. I guarantee you. He loves that. And, and mind you, I love the series. My only issue is, how will that series translate to being on screen and being live action because part of it is the whole vigilante cop fighting the mob, and blah, blah, blah. but that's like a lot of scroller. shows. Well, it's I mean, obviously the side yeah. scroller, like like Double Dragon, like a bunch of games that we know about, yeah. But, yes. but what makes and they it made a Double
0: Dragon film, they and did think about that. They did, they've done a Street Fighter <laughs> film, they've done think about
1: they've done that, a <laughs> yeah. But Street Fighter <laughs> wasn't that, a side scroller though. Yeah, but, but still the same idea of what makes it magical is, is the action of you fighting, not the actual plot, or at least for, in my opinion. We'll see. Interesting.
0: Ralph? Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. From the moment that I saw they made a Double Dragon movie, I'm like, well, Streets of Rage got to be next. I mean, come on. Like it's it's just the obvious progression of which thirty ago. years
2: later, and, and Ralph was correct.
0: They finally, <laughs> you know, my letter writing campaign must have worked.
1: Uh, I wrote I one will letter say that,
0: each day for the past this, twenty Mike, years.
1: I will wow. say this: um, twenty twenty. One of the one of the only good things about twenty twenty during being locked down in the pandemic was when Street to Rage came out for um for all the different councils and. It, it just gave life to like, you know, to, to a boring, mundane kind of a day. So I know that a lot of people were excited based over that. Not sure if a movie is going to work, but we'll see. Right, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. What else we got, Mike?
2: All righty. Because everyone loves explosions and everyone loves kittens. Netflix has acquired the rights to the ultra popular card game Exploding Kittens with plans <laughs> to make a mobile game and a TV series. Uh, According to Mike Moon, who's head of adult animation at Netflix, quote, We couldn't think of a better game to build a universe around than Exploding Kittens, one of the most inventive, iconic, and original games of this century, end quote. For Netflix members, the game will be free to play with no additional fees or in-app purchases for active Netflix subscribers. The Exploding Kittens TV series will star Tom Ellis and Lucy Liu. The series will follow the eternal conflict between heaven and hell as God and the devil wind up on Earth in the bodies of chunky house cats. Netflix's Exploding Kitten mobile game is set to release in May. The TV series is expected to release sometime in 2023.
0: Are any of you familiar with this title? Yeah, the, the yeah. card game is hilarious. You, you definitely need to buy it and play. Really? Yeah, it is it is. Tons of fun, tons of fun. Or if we ever had a game night, I'm
2: sure Ralph could just bring it over and we could play.
0: <laughs> I would have to buy it.
2: Oh, you'd have to, Oh really? You'd have to buy it? Okay. Yeah, you it don't out. own it? You don't own a
0: game? I know, right? It surprised me as well.
2: <laughs> I'm very shocked. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I guess Tom Ellis was like, well, I played Lucifer. And they are like, I'm sure you'll be in this this production then. <laughs> <laughs> Why
1: not? <laughs> Why not? Well, I mean, if it's, if it's as good as Cards Against Humanity, then I'm down. No, well, I mean... Cards Against Humanity
0: is its own beast. This is something else, but it is equally as fun.
1: Yeah. Okay. Nice. Interesting. I, right. I
0: don't know about the show, but we'll see about that.
1: Yeah. What else he got, Mike? All right. Last but
2: not least, Andy Warhol said that everyone will get their 15 minutes of fame, but this fame took 720 hours to achieve. After acquiring the Guinness World Record for most cinema productions attended of the same film by watching Avengers Endgame 191 times. Then losing it to someone who watched Camelot First Installment 204 times. Florida native Ramiro Alanis has reclaimed his title by watching Spider-Man No Way Home 292 times. Now, to qualify for the record, all viewings were required to be watched independently of any other activities, meaning Alanis had to watch the film entirely from beginning to the end of the credits without checking his phone, taking a nap, or using the bathroom. Alanis claims that for the first few weeks, he watched five screenings a day. Now, besides receiving a certificate from Guinness for his win, I hope he gets a complimentary eye exam. (laughs) way i
1: exam i was going to go one step further in a psychiatric evaluation that's what, what i was thinking <laughs> i would do that to themselves and i love movies and we all have a movie we've seen at least 30 times that's by accident and yeah. hbo and you know just kind of like stumbling but even upon if it's
2: it. but even if it's intentional that's over years yeah <laughs> you know i mean he only's had what when, when did spider-man come out november or it, yeah 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 december so december well it was december or november december december right so he's only had Four months, wow! <laughs> to, to watch it two hundred and ninety-two
1: times. Think about that. That, that's that's amazing. Can, can you guys name a movie that you guys have probably seen as much in one year? Two hundred ninety-two times? None. No, 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 <laughs> it, it, no not Comparatively, I mean, you know, like, yeah. You know, no, I mean, I like
2: remember there was one year, especially uh, when AMC was showing uh, um, Young Frankenstein all the time. I think I watched it. Oh, Between having it on uh, disc, I think I watched it about 20-something times that month. Major League would
1: be my movie. Major League would be mine. i probably seen it about... I remember I had it on on, on VHS and I probably saw it about 14 times within the summer of 1990, 1991, something like that. What about you, Ralph? What was the question? Is there a movie that you've probably seen as many times in a short amount of time as this guy who's seen Spider-Man: No Way Home.
0: Um, I would have to say, probably Kingsman. Really, you have watched it a lot? How many uh, times did you watch it in a year? In one year? Yeah. More than thirty times. Really? Wow! Holy yeah, cow! So when it came out on uh, on stars, they would like play it almost like every week, right? So then, oh, <laughs> so, sometimes I would just be like flipping through channels and I'm like, oh, Kingsman, okay, cool right I but never, now just
2: imagine though like you know beyond the fact that he, again he watched it 292 times in about four months also by by this own ruling he had to watch it from beginning to end. this is not oh i'm gonna do this while that's on and right. oh you know oh i caught it in the middle so i'll just finish nope nope this i'll is, go to the bathroom or yeah, i get wow. yeah, this is going to a theater and sitting in that uncomfortable chair for two hours and 28 minutes <laughs> every time <laughs>
1: You know, that's a special human being right there
2: yeah, Positive yeah. or negative? Special, nonetheless. He
0: paid to go watch it that many times.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, that's like over six thousand dollars in New York money. I don't know what it is in Florida money.
0: That's a lot of disposable wow. income. I hope he had like a hookup at the movie theater or something. Hopefully
2: like, so. Yeah, I mean, maybe he even works at a theater. I don't know. Like, which would that would well, actually that would, that wouldn't make sense either. I mean, well, I mean, I guess if he watched when he wasn't working, unless you know, or he gets to get they...
0: record and then gets fired for watching a movie on his job. Or as as a perks of working at the theater, they probably like let him watch movies for free.
2: Well, also, if he gets the record, that would also bring them a little minor fame. So is Maybe, true. right. Yeah. Well, Romero, right. more power to you, buddy.
1: More power to you, less power for me to want to have. I,
2: I can't wait to see how many times you watch uh, Doctor Strange. Oh, oh he's
0: going to top it.
1: <laughs> oh, man. So is that all your quick news? That's all the quick news I have. All right. So what is that horribly described movie that you were um, referring to earlier?
2: The horribly described movie? The first time a boy gets his hand around his wood, the magic happens.
0: It is so easy. He's he's Harry hanging. Potter. There you go. Look around. Right, right. He good gave it to you good job. Good job. man. He said Here, uh,
2: I'm feeding yeah. it to you. And and the question is the first time. So I'm still waiting for an answer.
1: Oh, Harry Potter and the Oh, shoot! Come on, we um, can do it. I believe. I don't know that. It's not go- goblins of Fire, I can't remember the um, Oh, no, that's the fourth one. Sorcerer's Stone
0: There you go there.
1: Yeah, ding, ding,
2: ding, ding, you're both correct, finally Oh now, my god now,
0: now, can you name the British version? Um, oh, Harry it,
2: it, Harris it, Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone
0: <laughs> Philosopher's Stone <laughs> Oh yeah, really? Yeah.
2: yeah, they actually changed the, the, the word I'm like, because evidently Americans can't use the word philosopher and we well, I, why.
1: And well, I know the same thing happened with Ninja Turtles. They would call it what Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles, because they said ninja that had a um um there, there was like a negative connotation to violence. So they changed the name of the ninja turtles. The Same thing happened, you know, but with them. Ninjas are violent. There's no such thing as like I had a ninja teacher
2: that just taught me the alphabet, <laughs> you know. Yeah, but they said, Oh, yeah, it's
1: it's negative violence and, and, and blood and all. So they said, Okay, we'll just do hero turtles. I was like, Wow. Fun fact, I, I recently
0: discovered that. Uh, Ninja Turtles uh, pay homage to Daredevil.
1: You didn't know that? I, I did not. Wow, I could have sworn we did that in a show before. We did not. No, no,
0: yeah,
1: we <laughs> no. Well I, well, I knew it. That's, that's why I'm like, whoa, I, just because you know, I it, know it, and you guys don't know that's amazing. Well, now you know it, but whatever. You're on, very woo, stingy woo. with your knowledge, Cap. You Welcome to the party. Glad you came late. <laughs> Seems like something that we've dealt with before.
2: Out and danger. now, if you guys can't play nice, sharing your joint brain, don't share it at all. <laughs>
0: well,
1: hey, that's, hey that's, that's we, we got the answer the right now. All there. we need. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Let's let's get right to it. Let's talk about the um, the animated feature on Amazon Video known as The Boys: Diabolical. And what's the synopsis? Is a guy who shies away from crude humor, but he's gonna help us out anyway. Here's Mike. Also known as MFG. Also the guy who put me onto the boys 15 years ago? Yeah, I don't know what it was. Yeah. It was, was back in time.
0: the Stone Ages. Okay. You guys are young.
1: Whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> Easy there,
0: kid.
2: Go ahead, Mike. Uh, all righty. Let me see if I'm too shy to continue talking. Oh, I'm not. Alrighty. The boys presents. Diabolical is an adult themed animated anthology of eight side stories that take place within the universe of the boys TV series. Although based in the comic book world created by Garth Ennis and Derek Robertson and inclusive of the television series developed by Eric Kripke, much of the spinoff features original characters from various writers of each segment. The Boys Presents Diabolical has a Rotten Tomatoes rating of, and this is a weird one, 97% with an audience of 71% Wow! and an IMDb weighted average of 69 out of 100. Interesting. Hmm. Alrighty. uh, Synopsis. Tired of boring old real-life actors and budget-constrained productions? Then welcome to the world of animation where sex, drugs, and killer babies make for family fun. Uh, for all those that wondered what happens outside the narrative of the boys TV series, this collection of cartoons is your answer. Although the acts are unrelated to each other, each sibling segment is uh, supposedly in canon to its live-action parent. Crafted with different art styles and penned by everyone from Seth Rogan to Aquafina, there is something diabolical for every twisted one of you out there. And it's
1: starring... Various voice talents. I am not going to all those people, so deal with it. <laughs> wow. Okay, that was pretty short. All right, so let's get into it. The boys, diabolical. But before we open our mouths, let's um, press that spoiler button that we've paid so much money for. Warning, the following segment contains information that may ruin your enjoyment of the media in review. So if you believe this might upset you, piss off, you wanker. And that snarky spoiler warning was brought to you by Steve Francis of Stush Productions. Hmm. <laughs> Stush. <laughs> okay. All right. So um let me see. There we go. Ah. Can so- I go? Yeah, am I good? Let's yeah.
0: go. Okay, cool. sorry.
1: I was just kind of stretching out. All right. So the boys, diabolical. Um, like Mike mentioned in the um in the in his um synopsis, they're all there are eight episodes and they're standalone, but they talk about you know the um the boys' universe, whether it's vault products, whether it's about somebody from the seven, whether it's about Butcher and Huey. So they kind of touch on different parts of the universe. How did you feel about the idea of them using animated storytelling to talk about these side stories um, of this universe? Eh, eh. I mean, it was fine. I mean, I
2: I didn't request either animation or more side stories. So I'm fine with what they did, but it wasn't like I was just like, yeah. <laughs> I'm
0: glad they did it. <laughs> Ralph? Wow. When I first started, I was like, "Was this necessary?" Mm, then next question, ahead, When I got to the end, I was like, "No, I guess not." <laughs> but, but I did enjoy some of the episodes. I mean, like, yeah. Oh yeah, lie. no, some of them. Were, no, some of them were pretty good. But I, that's exactly
2: what I just said. Like at the end, I'm like, I I didn't feel like they had to do that. Yeah.
1: And you know what's funny? And this is and this is me being totally transparent on the air with with, with my boys. Um, I could have sworn when we talked about doing this, that this was attached to the um to the canon of the boys that it would be necessary to watch for season three. So I went in there thinking that, and I'm watching all these abstract, not abstract, but like all these like offshoots of of characters, and I'm like, what's this gotta do with Soldier Boy? What's this gotta do with next season? And what? at the end, I'm like, "This had nothing to do with it next season. Oh, this sucks." I would say. Does <laughs> anybody else feel that way? Only
0: the last episode, yeah. does, does give you some sort of insight into um, Homelander's past and his like current psyche, I guess you could say. Right. But but all the other ones don't really do much for this for the main storyline in in the boys seasons one or two. You know. Right. I mean,
2: I, unless I mean, I, I guess. What I was picking up from most of the episodes anyhow, um, or yeah, about most of the episodes, was that people are probably gonna try and get their hands on compound V. Yeah. For various reasons. Whether I mean most of them obviously just they want superpowers, you know. Um, but other people might have their other reasons, like I said maybe trying to save a life as in like, you know, what was it, uh, uh episode seven or something like that. Um, well, John and Suhi when he when he was trying to save his wife. Mm-hmm. Um, that's probably what i'm thinking is that they're going to say like you know now there's people trying to steal compound before nobody knew it existed now that people know it existed it's probably people trying to get their hands on it right yes but yeah i mean again well, I mean, well, again, they, they, well that they, is they, a theme i mean that, right. that's
1: a really good way of looking at it I didn't even look at it that way like you know that's the flowing theme going into season three that sounds uh, that makes sense but otherwise yeah i mean i agree it just you know because
2: supposedly i had heard that this is like you said it's all in canon not that it matters. I mean, because, again, even the one, like, even the very last episode, one plus one equals two, when you have Homelander and uh, and,
1: and Black Noir. Noir,
2: Black Noir, like, it's, it's not even that interesting. It's not like you found some secret out. It's just like, oh, okay. So Homelander was always a homicidal lunatic and Black Noir knows, which we all know that he did know anyhow, kind of, because he sneaks around. He probably sees what's going on and that he kind of aided him in a cover-up. Like not right. shocking nor that informative. <laughs> you know? And then well, the other one was the second one that was uh with Butcher and Huey. Oh, episode three, I'm your butcher. Yeah, I'm sorry, episode three, yeah. Um, that
1: you know, also didn't give us much of it. <laughs> you know? Well, it also felt out of place because it was Butcher and Huey, but from the comic version, right? Not if they did an animated version of our Hue or the the TV Huey and the TV Butcher it would feel more in place or whatever, but it just felt like, I mean, I know who Huey and Butcher look like in the comic book. I mean, everybody's familiar with that. So it felt yeah. out of place, even though- It's also
2: kind of weird that Carl Orban did not do uh, the Butcher.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah.
2: yeah, it was just like, I'm like, what the hell is up with this? Uh, but we did finally get Simon Pegg doing Huey because that's who he was based off
1: of, so. Yeah, that, that was good, though. Oh, well, but let's go Let's go episode by episode because they weren't really long. They weren't really like deep. It, I mean, that's the one thing I'll say about this assignment. It was 13 um, minutes per episode, more or less. Right. And times you know, so eight episodes, that's how many minutes? Well, uh-huh.
2: <laughs> then, like, anyways, said? I said, that's eight episodes. So that's how many minutes altogether?
1: Oh, we're not doing math. <laughs> <laughs> we're not doing math. 13 times eight. There we go. So. <laughs> Those who do it in their head win a prize. Um, Episode one, definitely, and and like I said, me going into it thinking, oh, this is going to be canon directly to season three. See, uh, episode one is this Looney Tunes version of a a story of Vaught and a baby and and an experimenter and all that stuff. How did you guys feel about the way they executed that?
0: Well, I mean, I'm sorry, go ahead, bro. It was very reminiscent of the old... Uh, Wiley Coyote Roadrunner cartoon. Well, I mean, it's
2: literally taking the title after the famous all those cartoons that were done, which is Baby's Day Out. Yeah, right. That's the whole adventures of like the baby that goes into construction yard. I remember that. That's been done on Popeye. It's been done on the Bugs Bunny type stuff. And they made a
0: whole movie of it. Yeah.
2: Um, And the, but did you notice like every style was different for everyone? So this was your very classic American animated
0: short style. You know, that's that's I did one of the things. That's one of the things that I like that. Each episode had a different animation style.
2: Yes, that was really nice. Um, I mean, as far as the story itself, though, I mean, again, it it was cute. It because I've seen it a billion times in so many other forms. It even the thirteen minutes seemed long because I kept waiting for it to get to something more than just a you know is not that cute winking and a nod and you know we had you know lots of murders and and gross uh, blood and guts like you know except for that it was just like oh that could have really been a five minute
0: feature then if that was the case and i would have been just as happy you know like how do you
1: say that Mike. oh go ahead Ralph. i'm sorry
0: i'm not squeamish or anything but that one had a lot of guts and blood like that was ridiculous <laughs> no, I,
1: I feel like they all did but i feel like what made this no. one different no was no. the style <laughs>
0: That no, no, the, one This had one had the most. Yeah, it had the most.
1: I think that was had the most
2: and the last one was probably second. Oh, the last one had a lot. You know. Um, no, the
0: last one didn't have as much as the first one.
2: Though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think the first one had the most and then the last one had the second. By the way, this was written by Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, who usually work together. They, like, did a Pineapple Express. Uh, a lot of these things were written by famous people. Yeah.
1: Mm.
0: yeah. Let's talk about that Alcafina one when we get
1: there. Yeah, yeah we'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. So, the first one, I mean... I I, I agree with Mike in regard to you know it's 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 a, a, yeah. an idea they've done for a while, and I like the and I like the fact as a fan of classic animation that they try to show you know pay homage mm-hmm. by doing this. But I think because we've seen it before, it was seven minutes too long. Yeah, you could have done five minutes, done it, and that would have been it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it, it served its purpose, but definitely threw me off. Like I said, because where my mind was at. Right now. Episode two is way different. Episode two felt like, for me,
2: an episode of Rick and Morty. That's because it was written by John Royland, who does Rick and Morty co-create, and that's why. Okay, <laughs> and and it was done in the animation style of Rick and Morty. Yeah, right. Well, well,
1: that I figured once I saw the animation style, but I didn't realize it was the writers of, of the show. Which yeah. makes even the total
0: voice sense. Of, of of Morty was in there.
2: Well, Justin Royland does Rick and Morty. Yes,
0: that's what no you're way saying? the yeah. voice of Morty was there. Yeah, yeah, and you know you were correct. That's what <laughs> <you> said. <laughs> Correct. The voice of Morty was there. So so
2: what do we think of episode two, guys? You know. The- an animated short where pissed off soups kill their parents. Not a description, but the title and an accurate description. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, the Christian Slater character was the best one.
2: Um, I mean, it was, again, it was funny. Um, <laughs> it just felt a little bit long. But it's it. watching that one reminded me, even though this was, like I said, take it as it is and I'm not you know, trying to overthink it, whatever. It reminded me of why I stopped reading the boys, which is this was fun, but just imagine this going on every issue for 22 pages every time, like something over the top. So, you know, and that's what this was, even though this was a short part and it didn't bother me too much. It was just like, oh yeah, we're just making things outlandish because you can just make things outlandish, you know? right. Especially with a
1: slow motion guy trying to kill his dad.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That was good, though.
1: The fact
0: that he's not even stopping him and he's going slow. Wait, what are you doing, son? Wait, are you trying to kill me? Oh, Oh. my God. (laughs) You you almost got it there. Oh, I did like that that was uh, uh, Kenan Thompson who did the voice of the father. Yeah. Oh, it was? Oh, man.
1: (laughs) That's hilarious. What's interesting about that, Mike said that it reminded you of why you don't like... You, why you didn't like the boys comic book because it was a lot of that? You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of when Garth and this reintroduced the X Men as the new X Men, mm-hmm. and he had these offshoot mutations that were just like, why are they alive? Yeah, it felt like that, yeah. but obviously tongue in cheek, making fun, having fun with it. But you know that it felt like that for me. But I was like, right. oh, why? Why, why do these guys even have powers? But it was you know it was it was interesting, it, and because it was Rick and Morty, you know. Um, Definitely, I liked some of their humor. Mm. Felt like it could have been a little. It felt a little long too.
2: Right. Yeah, it did. But I mean, again, like I said, it was fun. It it was silly. It's over the top. It was fun in its own way. I think only because of the animation style. And you know, like I said, even if you didn't realize that you're hearing that Rick and Morty voice, and that's adding to it. Even if you didn't know at the time that that's what you were getting.
1: Right. Well, episode three is I'm Your Pusher, which is the one Mike referred to earlier with, um, with Butcher and um, Huey. But you're in Huey, um, tracking down a drug dealer for the for these hoops right. and having them do him a favor. This felt this felt like the book. This felt just like the book. Written by Garth Ennis. Love
2: it. It, it <laughs> felt just like <laughs> it was exactly it. it was exactly the book and done in the same style as the book, you know, mm-hmm. artwise. I mean, um, I mean it was like I said, it was again, it was good. It's but but again, the as as much as it was just fun to watch at a certain point, the ending, how long and drawn out and how it's super over the top violence was is exactly what the comic was non-stop mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> you know and which is why i only made it to something like 20 something episode i mean issues before i was like okay i've had enough you know um but yeah it was just like i said but so if you if you haven't read the book you got a good taste of it by watching episode
0: three i'm your pusher right roughly i thought that episode was hilarious just the the simple fact of like the different type of uh drugs that the heroes do mm-hmm. the, the, the big metal guy likes what was it like cancerous kids blood or something what was
2: it? yeah something like that because like the <laughs> like it's the what is it that not the depression it was what is it it's something that he got off on I forget yeah what it was. like the hopelessness whatever but again like that the idea about like these soups that are so like that everybody with any kind of power or authority is not just weird but they're super perverted super yeah, like particularly sexually, like they're so perverted. That's exactly what the entire book is. You know, right?
0: Like, never heard of a I, her, uh, heroin enema. Yeah, <laughs> what I'm hell? sure
1: it probably exists. You know, let me let me ask you guys this before we move on to episode four. By this time, and, and I, obviously you guys watched it sequentially, episode one, two, and three. By mm-hmm. episode three, at the end of it, was the was the blood and and the gore factor starting to desensitize you a little bit or start to be like, okay, if I can see less, less of it, it'd be better? Or Well, because with, with
0: that one, like, it just came out of nowhere, you know? Like, you, you just see the Great White Wonder flying and then next thing you know, he's flying through that metal guy and then being, like, broken into pieces. So that, that one right, was right. was not expected, you know? But I guess at that point, you you kind of got used to it when you saw so much of it in the first episode you know right um but then like the what was it because in the second episode there wasn't uh i don't think there was well yeah there was a lot there was a a bit but not as much as the first episode. that first episode just desensitizes you for the rest of the series (laughs) it It just set the course (laughs) pretty much the first one is just like all right here's all the blood and guts
1: it's just gonna have, <laughs> it. have at it
2: yeah yeah three was like okay you had all your blood and guts we're gonna give you sex and talk about it and all kinky stuff
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right um what about episode four um and, and this one felt like it was going for this whole um this kind of speaking about social media and how it is mm-hmm. in the world and all that stuff with the whole boy in in 3d with the guy you know who's single and he's gets a, t- a vault tested product to change his looks to impress the girl that lives across the hall from him how'd you feel about it it was a little different than what we're than what we're used to or at well, least what we've been presented er- already
2: all Right. it was it was a, definitely a lot of uh the idea of you know you know when you get what you want you don't realize but you've lost kind of a thing um was the, the main takeaway also though it was also the you know, even though it was just a cosmetic thing, this was very much about uh, a person that started doing drugs and then involved their partner into it, and how that also destroyed their relationship. By the end, and the, until you know, until they lost everything, and then, you know, found what they had. Um, it was very different. It was um, it was done in like a very French comics kind of a, yes. a feel, like or an animation kind of a feel. Um, I mean, it was again, it was nothing. I, I guess because the story has been told so many times and and this brought nothing much different to it than shape change, or not even shape changing, but like body morphing type thing. Um, I liked the episode, it just didn't, you know, it didn't make me all excited.
1: Okay, roughly.
0: Um, I thought it was very interesting. It was also very reminiscent of, um, what movie was it? There was a movie where like, was it Repo Man? You Remember the movie Repo Man?
2: Are you talking about the one with uh, the singer? With uh, Timberlake? Mm. Or no, no, that, yeah. that wasn't Repo Man. That yeah. was something about time. His was something about- In
0: time, that's-, that's In time, that was just, that it one. It that's, it right. Yeah, that's right, yeah, no. that's right, that's right. Repo Man is one you're where- you talking about the original movie. I think so, I don't know. The one that has that British guy where they play work for a company that- um...
2: Oh, this is about the inter- the organs. yes. Oh, okay. So that one's from, like, I think it's from a few years ago. Okay, I know which one you're talking about.
0: So at, at the at the very end, it's it's revealed that the whole adventure is in the guy's mind, right? Right. So this, this was so reminiscent of, of, of Repo, man. It reminded me at the very end. But I, I did like the, the animation style of this one. It was it was very cool
2: because mm-hmm.
0: um, it was, like, it, it was very uh, simple, j- just like in the French style, like Mike said. Um. And the story is like it, it, it. If they hadn't showed us that the ending part, because th- that ending part is just very boys. But I thought it was it was just like a a nice love story, you right? Know? Where they they both think that they should have to change for each other, but it turns out that they're who they are inside originally is perfect for each other, you know? Right.
2: No, exactly. And I and I felt that the end. And and it's again this whole thing where it's just like, oh, we don't
1: have any blood and guts, poof. And it's like, really? Yeah. Did you have to? Because it wasn't necessary. Even <laughs> you know? though left it with him being all destroyed and them end up the, being in the doctor's office saying, you know, how much did you use? Oh, it looks like a lot, and he was yeah. all destroyed in the outside. You can tell he was gone. Right. Like that, that could have been it right there. Yeah, yeah.
0: I, I could have done with that, but it, it just like that extra just exploding. It's like, oh, we, we got to make sure you
1: you realize you're watching the boys, so <laughs> blow them up. Blow them up. Speak uh, um, real quick. Um Mike said the whole idea of the French animation reminded me of Black Sad. Shout out to Black Sad. Um Oh, Black
2: Sad. Now that's like some hardcore Disney animation, but that is wonderful.
1: Yeah, I love it. I love oh my It's like God. it's
2: like a Disney and like a well actually it's like old Disney animation. It was like
1: Don it. Bluth. It felt more like yeah. Don Bluth.
2: Yeah, but yeah, that, oh, I love 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 Black Sad. Yeah, but that they should make into a, a TV series. If you yeah, know so, so animated, much marry it
1: I would. But but it doesn't return my calls. Oh, man. All right, all right. So now let's get to the episode that, I mean, I don't want to say it's the highlight. I'll just say it's the one that was like, okay, this is way different.
0: (laughs) You
2: really want to say it was the shittiest?
0: Ah. Hold on, hold on. That one deserves it. There we go. I, I got
2: another one. It's the fifth episode, but you would think it was
1: the turd. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm the dad of this group, and you guys come with that joke, my God. See, see, you would
0: think that Mike is uh, number one, but here, he's number two. Oh, my God. <laughs> All
2: right. Anyway, let's Oh, you talk- brown noser. All right.
1: For those who don't know, we're talking about episode five. Was the episode, was it written by Aquafina? Yes, she just, it was. It um, was It was written by, was written by her, written and at- she did most of the voices. Yes. Right. And. It's about this girl who gets her hands on compound V and drinks it. And then all of a sudden figures out that she has a bowel movement and she has talking poo. Well, we find out
2: it's more than that, but this one's called BFFs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh God. What did you guys think about, about that take? That that really weird take on Vought products and, and um, the storytelling for you know um, this universe.
0: So when when I saw that it was written by Aquafina, and then I heard her voice, I'm like, and when I finished watching it, I'm like, yep, that's Aquafina. <laughs> it's, it's, it's one long Aquafina joke. That's what it is. It's, it's, Are you it's trying, to say
2: she's a, trying to say she's a, li- a living turd? Is that what you're trying to say? That's <laughs> what
0: she's trying to say.
2: Wow. Oh, okay. um, the, the episode was it. It, like I said, it was fine because like as much as you knew it was a living turd, for the first part of it, you could kind of almost be like, maybe it's not. <laughs> like, cause they didn't really say what it was, even though you knew where it was and what it came from. Like, they didn't say like, she never went like, but you're my turd or something like that. Or, you know, like, you know, so I think the way they handled it and the fact that they didn't, they didn't do the um the thing that they did in South Park. Like, remember like when uh, oh, um, Mr. Hanky. Mr. Hankey comes around. Everything he touches, there's a stain.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. like they didn't do that, so it's almost like you could go. I know it's poo, but she's not remarking about its smell and it's not leaving stains. So maybe it's just something kind of that makes you think it's like poo. magical. You know? Yeah, you know? um, It Mr. wasn't until Hankey, the end when she literally patrols all that shit, <laughs> where you're like, all right, this is poo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I mean, was I mean it was yeah, disturbing, yeah. definitely. Like. The fact that her friends were, like, you know, the way they abused her and then, like, just threw her in a car with some drug dealer. And, and you know, because I'm, like, I think they're supposed to be older than I, th- they, than we think they are. Because they look okay. like they were, like, probably, like, 10 years old or 12 years old. But I think,
0: because that they're girl, I think, lived
2: a, yeah, well, I think she lived alone, actually.
1: They're in high school? I, I think, oh, girl. Yeah, I, I I think it, this character? Yeah, it
2: seems like, yeah. I mean, even though they were in high school, it seemed like she lived alone, not just in the well, house, little- but... You know, she was it was weird. That her
1: mom died, so right. we know that, but there's no mention of the dad or right, whatever. But
2: um, but like I said, I mean, it, it's it, it's an odd one. I mean, I, again, an odd not meaning bad. It's just like part of you wants to go like, oh, I kind of liked it, but then part of me's like, it was about shit. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: I I was torn because I guess I have such love for South Park oh, that I'm sorry. like, well, no, well, no <laughs> 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 I mean, it's just one of those things. I was just like. South Park did it already. Why? Why are we doing this? But it was it was chuckle worthy. And it was a couple times. Yeah. like, Oh my goodness. Yeah. So, uh, and the and
2: I, that, that that Saturday that Saturday morning, they, well, they call it like a Saturday morning animation import. And I'm like, yeah, that's what it kind of looked like. Kind of my little little Pokemonish.
1: You know? It definitely had the, the homage to the to the anime style and yeah, very very turning red, very you know anime looking. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. loved it, loved it, uh, or, or loved. Their homage, not necessarily the, the the episode itself. You sure? I could have sworn I can
0: see a poster hanging in your background of Aquafina's Dirty
1: Girl. I had a joke. I'm gonna tell it after the podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's how dirty it is. Ah, but am sh- Anyway, um, episode six was Nubian versus Nubian. Oh my yes. god! How do we feel about this? Um, you know, the idea of two Y'all- superheroes. Yawn. Okay, it, I did feel it, the it, same way. It was to me the most boring of
2: all of them it, like
0: it definitely was.
2: It it just it just sat there and by the way this was um Archer's own girlfriend Aisha Taylor um Tyler wrote that one. Um Really? Yeah. That was Lana uh from Archer and um it just it was boring. I, you know, I mean like it's it it felt like if you were watching a long um superhero cartoon series this would have been one of the filler episodes. Oh, wow. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it was just, oh, you know, we don't feel like doing a big fight, so we're just going to have, like, you know, married couple and problems and like, smart mouth kid. kid, you know? Go, and, go, just yeah. go. And and the guy that does Bender's voice, we're just going to have him be... uh John DiMaggio. You know, we're just going to have him be a bad guy. It, it's just, like <laughs> I said, it's just, it, it's getting nothing wrong with the episode. It was just boring considering everything else we had just seen
1: we just finished watching talking Pooh. now we're talking about divorce i think and, I-
2: yeah and <laughs> even God. if this had even if this had led it it would have been dull like if this had been episode one it's not even like a comparative thing if someone had said well what if this was the first one and then the others came afterwards it it's, again it wouldn't have made me not watch it it's just it didn't tell me anything new um not new about the universe um it was a very same old same old Oh, two people get involved, and well, you know, I at mean, one thing, thing, and then they, you know, their love is falling apart. It was just
1: well. The only thing you know. they added new about the universe was that you know a lot of these conflicts were scripted and that kind of stuff, and it reminded you that you know, you know, even though they kind of threw that out there in episode three, also, you know, about how scripting of of mm-hmm. certain situations, you know, to manipulate the public and all that stuff. Right. But just just reintroducing that idea, you know, that was still there, but it was very. You know, I thought the daughter was going to do more. I thought the daughter was going to do something, you know, to like maybe kill both her parents. I don't know. Right. I mean, in that
2: case, I was actually hoping for violence just because it would have added to the story. But uh, yeah, I just, I just, I just, I just found it uh, yawn worthy. Unfortunately,
1: Ralph, what did you think about Nubian versus Nubian?
0: So I was really hoping for that at the very end, once they're like pounding it out and the daughter is having to listen to all of that shit, she's going to need therapy, by the way, um, that she was going to like, with some sort of like power, like just kick both of their asses. It would have been hilarious. And then throws the divorce papers and be like, here, this is for the right. best. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But like, so we didn't get that. Also, it was just, again, I mean, we know it's the boys, but still, so you went out of your way to introduce like, you know, what was his name? A uh, Groundhawk, right? Or yes. yeah, Groundhawk. yeah, Groundhog. Groundhog, Groundhog, Hawk. yeah. And, uh, and that whole joke about like, you know, oh great, this little girl's here. I'm in my robe. I'm, I'm not a pedophile. You know, ha ha ha, but it's like, but then you started making all these masturbation and whatever kind of jokes with this little girl, and I'm like, well, this is just now disturbing. I mean, I know mm-hmm. it's a cartoon, I know it's the boys, but there's still ground that you don't kind of cross to a point, you know. And I'm like, you know, again, not trying to overthink it, but I was just like, eh, I, I, you know, because then also, also the weirdest part was that as he keeps talking about his limitation with his hammer hands, I'm like, yeah, but how did you get into these skin tight outfits? <laughs> like, like, like at the, now you're just now you're making me ask questions that you can't answer <laughs> you
0: know yeah he, he has a button that he presses and it just like comes right over him
2: I guess <laughs> you know which uh, is one of the things but yeah the, the, the episode itself yeah didn't do much for me
1: oh my goodness well as we left that episode we got to episode 7 which was the whole um husband and wife wife is dying Husband's trying to find a way to you know, help her with her cancer, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. How do we feel about how this went?
0: That one is the one that I love the most. Just the, Really? So there's something about that animation style that reminded me of like Akira.
2: Well, it's, it's very much the Korean drama yeah. inspiration, but you know, but yeah, the Japanese like old animation, but like more of the Korean drama and horror. Yeah. And it was, it was nice. The palette's nice. It's a very soft, um, colored palette, uh, for the most part, but.
0: It was, um it was a very touching story and the fact that he has to learn to let go you know mm-hmm. that's, that's the whole thing it's like she's like i i don't blame you but you have to but i'm sorry i, I have to go now and the that she, that old lady is just badass i mean, come on. Just
2: yeah badass. but at the same time it was just one of those where you're like so what happens like could be like i know she kind of walked towards the can- that living cancer i guess that's what it, we would say it is by this point yeah. but i'm like Did she resolve it? Because it's just, the episode (laughs) just kind of faded into bright light and I'm like, I mean, again, like I said, it was very touching. It was sweet in that kind of way. I I felt though that instead of it being a sweet story, I felt like I was being told it was a sweet story. If you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Again, I did enjoy it, like visually um, I enjoyed it. I thought the story itself was okay, but visually I enjoyed it. I got the, what they were saying, but I felt like it was manipulative more so than storytelling
1: really manipulative like,
2: like in other words, words in other words you're, you're trying to manipulate me into caring because oh i put old people in there and then i threw the word cancer in there um you know and then i you know i have like you know people being honorable because and, and it's kind of stereotyping like in other words oh because you know they're of asian descent they've got this honor my, my season, that, yeah. that we don't have here in america it was just it was just felt very manipulative as opposed to just a story that was the only thing that bothered me about it but otherwise like i said i mean i liked it I mean, as far as fitting in with the rest, it didn't.
1: Yeah, that's for um, me. That, that's what threw me off. I
2: liked it, but, it, but it, did, it
1: did feel different.
0: Yeah,
2: but this is from your Brooklyn 911 boy, Adam Sandberg.
0: Re- Andy Sandberg. Really? Yep. Yeah, Andy wow. Sandberg. Well, he did a great Interesting. job. Okay. I did like the, the voice actors in that one. They were really good.
2: Yeah, well, the uh, the, the woman, that, even though she didn't say much of anything, jung Yoo Jung, she actually won an Academy Award, just uh, not this past one, but the year before. She's great. Uh, yeah, she won the Academy Award for Minara, I think, or something. I can't think of the name of the movie. But she won a Best Supporting Actress.
0: How dare you, sir, disrespect her by not remembering what, what it was that Sorry. she did. Yeah. Don't slap him. Don't <laughs> slap him. Don't slap him. I will forgive you this one time. Sorry. Well, the
2: but the two tactical people, um, that, was, uh, that was Booyah. Um, that was Kerry Payton. He was the the, the tactical leader. And uh Adam Sandberg, I um, mean sorry, Andy Sandberg, was also Gary. He was another person that was in it. So he was also in it as well.
1: Little info. Oh, very good. I, I didn't even know that Andy Sandberg wrote it. So, you know, just right there's info enough. And our last piece, which we've kind of, you know, um referred to up and down, or at least a couple of times throughout this um this review is episode eight, with um, I guess you would call like a homelander pre again, not a prequel, but kind of like a before the series prequel, Homelander right, well, it's, Year it's, One. It's when, yeah, I was about to say exactly. It's when he joined the Seven, right? Um, and, and like Ralph said, they did, um, refer, you know, they did reference Soldier Boy and you know talking about you know how Homelander was you know similar in that make you know. So they kind of you know as they tied into season three that way. Um, and I know you guys felt like you know he was always a psychopath and that's what they showed you, but. Do you think they were trying to evoke empathy for him in that um, particular episode? Uh,
2: if they were trying to, it would have only lasted the amount of minutes before you realize that even he didn't. It's Because it's, it's... We already knew that he had a, a shit life growing up in a laboratory environment. We knew that from season one. you know. So again, this was nothing new. Um, so just showing that he was struggling with it when he first joined is no different because he's still struggling with it. It's just that now he's much more of a, a mean spirited son of a bitch. Whereas before he was a, I'm, I'm trying to get my medication owned fright kind of guy. You know, like, <laughs> I'm trying to get the right dosage here. Um, you know, but I keep slipping. Uh, so yeah, again, I don't, Maybe they were trying to give us a little bit of like, hey, you know, he had a crappy past, but it's like, nah, I don't care. I, I felt
1: I felt like they were trying to they were trying to push that narrative of like he, you know, he can't be sympathetic, you know, you right. know, like he kept saying, you know, I'm just trying to help, or you know, like he truly thought he was trying to help. Like that's right. yeah, that's what makes it even sadder. If he was just like, well, f you guys is one thing, but you right. know,
2: but also the like, one thing I definitely say that we got out of this because we don't get very much Black Noir in the series. Um, and not that this was like any huge takeaway, but I, I think a lot of people like try and see Homelander and Black Noir as Superman and Batman. So, in, you know, so that you might be thinking like, oh, well, from watching the series, oh, well, you know, we don't get a lot of Black Noir. Maybe he's not like into what the rest of the seven is up to. Maybe he's kind of like spying on them and, and looking to take them down, you know, or something like that. But then you realize, oh, no, no, he's just as bad as them, you know. In right. The, you know so like that's definitely something that if that was a thought of the viewing audience that definitely was something that was like oh no if you thought that he was like you know a good guy lurking with all this these shitty characters no he's not he's a shitty character
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's just shitty <should've> <laughs> yeah um
2: yeah yes yeah, so, i mean that was my thing like i said i mean again uh, you know was it an interesting story yes i mean you know it was interesting i just we didn't get anything new out of it though um but it, but it was still good to, you know, it was a good episode just to give us a, a a little bit more story. It was also nice, though, to, you know, I mean, Giancarlo Aposito is always great to hear. It was Elizabeth Shue. She was actually back as Madeline, which was nice. Anthony Starr actually was the Homelander. So that was all nice.
1: Ah, yeah. I did hear the difference in his voice. It did sound like him, yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, so that was a, a good change that we actually got our regulars back there for a little bit. And, Ralphie, how did you feel
1: about episode eight?
0: Um Like I said before, like, it's, it's the only episode that it even gives you a tie-in to the the actual series. Um, That, uh, considering that, it does, I did think that it was a good way to give us more backstory on Homelander and show us that, like, he was always a (laughs) fuck-up. Right, yeah. That it's it's not just something now that's happening, that the breakdown... It's, it's from the beginning, and, right? right. And, and that now it's just the seams are, are are a little bit more visible.
1: All right. Do you think that this cartoon series would have been better served if it was um, kind of like that episode eight, doing um, like little montage, not montages, but like little snippets of um, different characters in the seven? Oh, you mean like, like each
2: episode was different?
1: Yeah. Right. Uh, perhaps i mean that would have been something too or uh,
2: actually i wouldn't even have minded this, this all of these episodes i think they would have served better by just being attached to the end of episodes not any specific episode but just Ooh. at the end of an episode
1: that's why you should be as a opposed phenomenon, phenomenon,
2: to, bro. Yeah, yeah as opposed to making it its own series
1: i think and then they could have collected them as
2: their own but i just think and
1: then you could push it off as here's a collection of the cartoons right versus yeah. pushing it off where it looks like it makes no sense
2: right you know, I, I think that would have served better, but that's no, that's just my opinion. I don't know if anyone else agrees with that. But you should.
0: <laughs> wow! I, okay. I don't agree just to be a person who disagrees. I guess <laughs> you,
2: you'll regret you'll regret that tech.
0: Oh boy! All right. Will I rue the so day? How huh, Mike?
2: Will I rue?
0: All right. Is,
1: oh yeah. Is, oh yeah. And don't you call me Rue McClanahan ever again. <laughs> oh. Is there anything else we want to add before we go to renaming and ratings?
0: Uh, no. Episode five is the shit?
1: Ah. <laughs> he couldn't resist for that one. Alright, let's do it. Renaming the series. Ralph, you want to go first?
0: The boys. There will be guts and blood and explosions and uh, all
1: kinds of gore. That's such a top of the head kind of description. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with the boys not ready for primetime tunes. There you go, <laughs> Mike. Um, I would rename it The Boys
2: Money Grappical.
1: <laughs> what hell yeah! <laughs> Especially if they, they pitched that as a way to, to like, oh, get Amazon Prime and, and watch The Boys Diabolical. And then you watch, yeah. and you're like, damn it. Yeah, so like I said,
2: that's why I was saying when I uh, was reading the Rotten Tomatoes review, that was very interesting. Because usually it's like critics, oh, this kind of stuff, blah, 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 audience. Louis loved it. This one was critics, 97, audience, 71.
1: Yeah. (laughs)
2: That was was telling in its own
0: way.
1: Definitely a switch. All right, so let's go for it. Ratings for The Boys, Diabolical. Ralph?
0: I give The Boys, Diabolical, 7. Laser eyes to your guts out of Ted.
1: Ooh. All right. I'm going to give the boys diabolical seven magical turds joining up to gang up on one other superhero out of 10. Oh, the deep. Because <laughs> he was in deep shit. <laughs> oh, <goodness. laughs> I hate
2: you all. Uh, Mike, I give it seven and a half. Sometimes a spinoff isn't necessary out of 10.
1: <laughs> yeah, there you go alright so there you have it the boy is diabolical tunes with this much violence should be seen in small doses it's kind of like poo guys don't go anywhere Rocket Review is next
2: Hi I'm MFG and this is my 2 minute Rocket Review of the FX on Hulu original series American Horror Stories Sometimes a spin-off gets a great name, and sometimes it just gets… pluralized. From Ryan Murphy and Brad Falchuk, the duo that brought fans 10 years and counting of the hit series American Horror Story, comes American Horror Stories. Unlike the original, Stories offers self-contained weekly episodes instead of season-long story arcs. Like the original, there's plenty of blood, sex, and death, sometimes simultaneously. Season 1 consists of seven 45-minute episodes. American Horror Story watchers will be pleased that Episodes 1, 2, and 7 take place in and expand on Murder House from its glorious first year and include cameos by a few of that season's regulars such as Dylan McDermott and Jamie Brewer. It's these episodes that feel more familiar to audiences in tone and style. Unfortunately, the other chapters have a Tales from the crypt vibe infested with deja vu tropes sporting modern narratives. For American Horror Story groupies, its pluralized offspring provides a tasty hit of adrenaline between seasons, but the lack of consistent scares might not bring new viewers to the franchise. With a freshman series in its rearview mirror, American Horror Stories has a chance to learn from its mistakes and deliver improved spine chili installments in its sophomore outing. Although I had hopes for clever scares and greedy characters, I have to give American Horror Stories a dispirited 5 out of 10. I'm MFG, and that's my 2-Minute Rocket Review.
1: <laughs> Geeks on the go. Now with more blood and gore. No, thank goodness. Not, not, not more blood and gore, please. <laughs> After watching that series, it's a lot to take in. No, I said now with more blood and gore. No, I said, well, no, I said well, in reality, I mean... If there was more blood... Never mind. If there was any more (laughs) blood and
2: gore, it would just be season two of Invincible. (laughs) That
0: is true.
1: Oh, (laughs) which I can't wait for, but they're delaying it to, what, 2023? Oh, I hadn't heard. I heard heard they're they're delaying it a little bit longer, but we'll see. All right, everybody. You know the segment. I give quick questions. They give quick answers on all things geek. And we make it under a minute more so than we realize. But they never give me anything for it. I've been doing 213 episodes of it, and... I haven't gotten a treat
0: the uh, treat is that
1: you're still alive yeah
2: i think the treat is that you just get to look at both of us
1: the cuddle bear is threatening me that's freaking hilarious <laughs> how'd you know my care bear name
0: <laughs>
1: oh man <laughs> ready set go do you think the boys could have worked better as a cartoon series like invincible for the entire series mike Sure, but it's better live action, like most sets.
2: Oh, wow. Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't expecting that answer.
0: What uh, the timer, damn it? No, I agree with the master there. Okay. Price-less. All right.
1: If you were Kevin Feige, name your choice for Magneto, Ralph. John Hamm. Wow. Ooh. I have wondering who was going to say that. Mike.
2: Out of left field, Alexander Skarsgard. Ooh!
1: Wow! Why not? Interesting. Okay. And let's keep this idea of you being in charge of Marvel. Do you? Would you put Deadpool in DC proper? I'm sorry, MCU proper, or does he operate in an alternate universe,
0: Ralph? I mean, it's House of Mouse. We can have best
1: of both worlds. We can put him everywhere we want. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Time is up for that 20 minute laugh, but we deserve that one. Yeah. We- <laughs> Mike.
2: I say an uh, alternate universe because his fourth wall humor, fourth wall breaking humor,
1: it would be unbearable with the rest of the MCU. I knew, it's funny because I, I knew that Ralph was going to be okay with it and Mike was going to say, definitely put him in an alternate universe. Well, think about it
2: though. Like, I mean, if Think about him in like the standard MCU universe. Everyone's going to be like, he's insane. We need to put him away. 'Cause they're a little bit more realistic. Like like you're not gonna go like, well, he's a crazy person, but he seems to be fighting for good, so let him know. You'd be like, he's insane with power. And he has power. I'm sorry, He's insane and he has power. We need to to lock him
1: away. <laughs> you know. Right. <laughs> well, it's interesting because I was thinking the only way you pull that off is if you pull if you tone down his um breaking the fourth wallness, almost like have him. Have them like those shows where they already break the fourth wall mm-hmm. and have them with very, very, very obscure MCU characters that you know won't affect the main plot as much. Right. But if by that point you're now destroying
2: what you've built as the Deadpool franchise, so then why? Yeah. And by that mm-hmm. point you're just putting him in there to have him in there. But if you're pull if you're breaking down what he already has become
1: movie-wise. All right, then, um, then what's, um, what's the point? <laughs> you know, yeah, but 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 don't you think if you, if, you, if you cut down how much he breaks the fourth wall, wouldn't it make it more um more palatable? Kind of one of the issues was he no. was always breaking the fourth wall. No,
2: I mean it, even if they did, but I'm saying though, is so okay, so they they do they they take away a lot of that. They said, and the other thing, so now people are going to watch him in there. And they're going to be like, what the fuck is this? this isn't Deadpool why is he in there why did you change your like you know what I mean like that's all you're going to yeah. hear so that's what I'm saying like if you change the character that dramatically then why are you bothering to put him in he doesn't need to be in the movie with them. just yeah. keep him in his own universe and you know you, you'll have god. a
0: repeat of 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 Wolver, uh, x-men uh Wolverine Origins or is it x-men uh, Origins Wolverine there you go yeah. Yeah. Yes. yes oh god <laughs> oh
1: god that, that was horrible yeah <laughs> all right shout outs any shout outs gentlemen
2: I'm going to shout out to Ralph the tech and I hope he starts feeling a little bit better. He's a little bit under the weather folks. And, but yet like a trooper that he is, the show
0: still went on. That is true. That guy is incredible. He goes above and beyond all the time. I want to shout him out also. Cause did he, he just
1: become more nasally and gravelly as he That's did that ball. shout out for himself. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying I'm twi- my best. <laughs> Elmer Fudd is
0: here. I didn't know you had a Elmer Fudd. That is awesome. Do it again. Do it again. My two and a half impersonations. That's, I that's do. the I, old. I... That was the older Elmer Fudd too. The the bigger one. Hey. <laughs> and wow.
2: that's and that's how life imitates art. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Any other shout outs there, uh, nasally? Um, listen
0: to everyone who I shouted out before. You know who you are. You're awesome what if they don't know who they are then they should probably seek help because amnesia is a real thing yeah no doubt
1: no doubt yeah <laughs> especially especially in a soap opera that's true right <laughs> and the latin soap operas especially oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> those those comas where they wake up and they don't remember who they are it's, it's, it's like an epidemic yeah. Yeah. those comas where they don't remember who they are but evidently they've
2: remembered how to get their makeup on perfectly yeah and how to <laughs> cheat
0: with their sister-in-law
1: Oh my god. <laughs> shout out to Susan Lucci. Um <laughs> Yeah, shout out to everybody who who normally listens. I mean, you know, all the way down from Lady J to um South Carolina, to Johannes, to, you know, Big Kev whose baby should be on the way by the time we do our next podcast. It'll be very Woo! interesting. You know when, it, when, Why? when are it, we be, are we duelists? <laughs> like you, like you, are we live
2: from a cervix.
1: <laughs> I think Chen- I think Jenna Cornfield have a little bit of issues with that. um Do you know when when the due date is? It's supposed to be this week, isn't it? No, May fourth. Oh, that's
2: right. Oh, I guess someone's not going to see Doctor Strange. Well,
1: <laughs> Doctor Strange going like, to be seeing things six. for a long time, bro. Oh yeah, like he's uh, two days later going to be like, "Well, gotta go, honey. Right. <laughs> seeing a movie." Bye. Listen, maybe you'll sleep for like at least two hours. It's fine. Maybe I have to get his, my couch ready so he's going to be sleeping on it. <laughs> It'd be true that he, he, he could leave the, the baby
2: at the popcorn uh, concession stand. I'll be right back. Listen, That's all you got to say.
0: <laughs> at least your couch would be nicer than the cornfield.
1: That's true. Wow. That's very true. Shit. Dog. dog I mean, I mean uh, um, cornfield or doghouse. I mean, you know. Well, hopefully that means that we'll add on a new uh meanwhile twenty two pages later
2: listener, so that'll be something maybe <laughs> maybe he'll put that on as a little lullaby for, as the baby sleeps
1: we will just ha- I wonder how that baby's going to come out sounding wow wow yeah. <laughs> yo doc man <Wah. laughs> that's mom, cool. I want a bottle
0: <laughs> who's who's this guy? It. He's a dolphin fan. <laughs> 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 shout out to big kev we
1: love you bro
2: <laughs> oh man that's getting so close though wow um yeah, yeah no that's it's really really getting good but no but definitely thanks for everybody that's been listening to us for all this time you know we are coming quickly around to nine years wow our first episode came out at some point in i think july was it yeah correct of of 2013
0: yes so yeah it's amazing only uh 30 more years on my life sentence then yeah, pretty much. Yeah. That'll teach you for what you did,
2: and it was
1: wrong. <laughs> you know what's wrong? How long we went talking right now. <laughs> so far. Cool. But yeah, nine years is definitely a long time, man. Um, I mean, and by the way,
2: has South Carolina, has, has she mentioned if she's been getting any of those horribly described
1: movies? Um, no, no, no. That's Tinkerbell. Tinkerbell oh, that's gets Tinkerbell. the horribly sorry. described. Um, so, um, South Carolina always insults us because she loves DC so much. She's blind to how bad they are. Love you, but sorry. Oh, well, you know, you're going to have those great DC movies coming out
2: this year. Oh, you really won't, will you? So, <laughs> this is going to be crappy, aren't they?
1: <laughs> That'll put a smile on your face, South Carolina. And Tinkerbell, yeah, Tinkerbell's been getting them, but um, she hasn't been telling me she's been getting them correctly. Plus, it's like on delay, so She's like, I get them right. Yeah, you've been looking on the yeah. internet. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else before I close out, gentlemen? Nope. nope. All right, so I guess that's all we got to say for today. So for... Um, MFG, also known as Mike. <laughs> I did it backwards. And RT squared, Ralph Tech. This is the cap saying keep it geeky, and we'll see you next time.